Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Wisdom of Spirit, 
with Rose and Winterbrook. So unfortunately tonight we are minus one Winterbrook. She is feeling a little under the weather with different things as I believe all of us are these days. I know my allergies have been attacking me and various friends of mine have had issues with allergies. Some people because of all of the different solar flares that we had last week the new moon and uh, the new moon and the eclipse, all of these different energy activities have wreaked havoc with a lot of the human beings down here on planet Earth. So people are not feeling kind of 100% these days, but that's okay because everything is just a flux. It's one wave after another wave, and all we can do is ride them one by one and surrender to them instead of fighting them. Um, As they always say, it's not about what you want or what I want. It's about what the universe directs us to do or not do. So you have to follow the universal vibrations. I know it's very difficult, but it can be done. And it should be done. Um, It seems like we've been indoctrinated to force, to push. And even the people who came out with the secret have been telling people for years, you can have whatever you want. Well, sorry, but no, that's not true. None of us can have whatever we want. Because if it's not for us in this incarnation, in this lifetime, we're not going to have it. You know, if you're here to learn some very important lifetime lessons that in your past life or maybe in a couple of past lives, you kept resisting and you kept forcing your ego, your way, what you want, and you are not paying attention to the universe at all, You don't care what the universe wants. And again, because of your ego, it's all about you. That's not the way it works. Um, Better you be like water, as Bruce Lee said, and adapt and change and move and be flexible to the way of the universe. And this way, you will have a much easier life Trust me, when you're pushing and forcing and stubborn, things are not going to go very well. But anyway, I welcome you all to the Wisdom of Spirit. We are here, Winterbrick and myself, every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And we offer you a myriad of spiritual and metaphysical insights to help and to guide you in your day-to-day living. Topics here include and are not limited to spirit messages and guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative healing modalities. We have a monthly meditation, which as tonight, it occurs every first Thursday of the month. We also discuss chakras, gemstones, crystals, runes, uh, tarot, other divination forms, astrology, animal communication, and more. And from time to time, we have guests here on our show. And next week, I'm just going to tell you the answer so I don't forget. Um, next week, we're having Pamela Cummins. And Pamela is known as the love psychic. And so if you have questions on love, call us next week. Make sure you're here. She also has, a, I believe it's a blog called Weekly Love Affirmations. But we'll find out about all of this great stuff about Pamela, the love expert, next Thursday here at 7 Eastern Time when she's our guest. Um, another thing, well, let me tell you where to go. If you'd like more information about me, Rose, visit my website, which is www.readingswithrose.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. And if you want more information about Winterbrook, go to www.winterbrook.com.
medium.com and you can find out information on Winterbrook. Winterbrook is more um, she's more out there than I am. <laughs> she's always doing uh, I'm sorry, she's always doing library presentations where she visits different libraries in the Long Island area and she does her presentations on mediumship and they're wonderful. I'm trying to find her calendar for you. Bear with me a second. I know she's someplace soon. Um, let's see. She is going to be, God willing, uh, let's see. Oh, we don't have many. Let's see. I hope I could get a... All right, well, I do know that Sunday, March 5, there is the monthly spiritualist worship service at her office. It consists of meditation, energy healing, inspirational talk, and messages from loved ones. Check out, again, check out her website, www.winterbrookmedium.com, and look under calendar. And that'll show you her upcoming events and where she's going to be and what she's doing. Um, there's also a mediumship development workshop coming up with Winterbrook at Voice of the Soul on Tuesday, March 21st. And let's see what else. Okay. Well, just keep checking her calendar and you'll, you'll find out. And we'll probably announce more about her next week when, again, my guest is Pamela Cummins. So I want to, before we get into the meditation, I want to give you guys a little heads up about what's happening astrologically in the universe. Right now, um, Jupiter and Uranus are exactly opposite each other. Meanwhile, Mercury, Neptune, and the Sun are getting together in Pisces. So here's what you need to watch for. Can I get away with it? Should I get away with it? Is it ever okay to get away with it? Also, I can't hold it in or hold it together any longer, which doesn't mean lose your temper, blow up, get crazy, it means release. This is time to release and surrender. Another thing you need to look out for is leaks, leak, leakage. That could be energy. That could be, um, you know, letting you go where you're, you're unorganized. Um, also, there could be disinformation, manipulation, trickery, and deception afoot. Also, saying too much, motor mouth, losing boundaries in speech, communication, and thought. You don't want to do this, people. Better say nothing than say something bad, hurtful, or wrong, or more importantly, that you're going to regret. The next thing you do not want to do is eat your feelings by either medicating, overdosing, binge eating, Stay away from that. It's, that's all self-destructive behavior. You don't want to go there. Um, be fluid, thoughtful. It's maybe a time for you to be poetic and inspired. It's also a time where you will find yourself being much more intuitive, perceptive, and transparent. Your dreams will be speaking loudly to you. So pay attention to your dreams. What you should do is keep a journal next to your bed and a pencil so that pencil, because if it has a point on it, you're okay. A pen, you have the point, the ink may dry up. So a pencil and a, and a journal or a notepad so that when you have a dream and it's vivid and you remember it, you can then write it down and then go back and reflect on that and see what you get intuitively and from your intuition 
about that dream. Now, um, this is also a time when you need to be incredibly cautious about trying to bend the rules or facts or force your way in order to suit your needs or desires. It's also an easy time to lose the plot and find ourselves leaking. Crack, 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 more cracks in the walls, and nobody wants to pay for it. A new sense of what is possible, what is true, what is right. Someone will be held accountable. The letter of the law isn't always the spirit, and yet the spirit often requires the letter. Bending and breaking rules and laws and codes aren't always the same thing, but sometimes they are. Moral equivalence isn't the same thing as balancing the scales. One wrong doesn't make another wrong right. And hypocrisy practiced long enough stops offering blank checks and instead leads to bankruptcy. The terms lock her up leads to lock him up, an escalating echo chamber of accusations, guilt, revenge, competition, jealousy, and greed. Freedom innovation, liberation from oppression, throwing off constraints and demanding change, or having change demanded of us. So, it will all work out in the end, but right now what we have to do is keep our heads, and I know a lot of people are going crazy with the politics. They're fearful. They have a lot of angst. And again, this was that, that monster, I call ego the monster. The monster ego comes into play. Everybody thinks they know what's going to happen next. Everybody thinks, oh, we're going to be stuck for four years, or oh, this is disastrous. Oh, there's going to be an impeachment. Oh, no one really knows, okay? Only the universe knows. But it doesn't pay to fall prey to all of this craziness going on. And getting yourself upset, losing your cool, losing your mind, and, and letting your emotions control you, letting your emotions and your fears control you, all of it coming from, as they would say, um, an outside force, which in legal jargon would be known as hearsay. You don't know any of this for a fact. You're not getting it firsthand. So it's hearsay. Hearsay doesn't carry much weight. What everyone really needs to do right now is to, again, tap into themselves. What other people think, how other people feel, is none of your business. You are your business. The more we tap into ourselves, the more we connect with our intuition, which lies in the solar plexus chakra, which is your gut, which, as you all know who know me, I call that, your internal GPS. And in this instance, GPS stands for guided perfectly by spirit. You quiet yourself down and you let spirit guide you through the solar plexus chakra and through your gut and through your intuition. And you'll never go wrong. We live in a society where we have been spoiled or we have been indoctrinated or we have been hypnotized into what I call a distraction addiction. We feel if we're not distracted, we're not doing anything important. But the thing is, if you are distracted, you're not in tune with yourself. You're not in tune with divine source who wants to guide you oh so much. You're being pulled left, right, front, back, going around in circles. So the more you go into yourself, the more you take out some quiet time every day. It could be five minutes in the morning, just do a little brief breathing meditation. Center yourself, quiet yourself, connect with your intuition in your, in your solar plexus chakra. Connect with divine source to heal you and protect you and guide you. And then you can go forth and have 
a peaceful, calm, uninterrupted, undistracted, unchaotic life. So, on that note, tonight we're going to, I'm going to do the meditation tonight. I'm nervous. That's Winterbrook's job. Hopefully I can I can um, do it as well as she does every here every first of the month here with us. So I'm going to find the music and then we're going to start. So what I'm going to ask, uh, <coughs> pardon me, what I'm going to ask all of you to do right now, get yourself into a comfortable chair, or if you have the luxury, lie down on your sofa or your bed, and relax, just let everything go. And breathe. Take at least three nice, big, beautiful breaths. You deserve these breaths. You deserve this peace and this healing. And just, just whatever happened to you today, whatever thoughts you have running through your mind, let them go. They're not going to serve you. So let go, surrender. And accept and allow the healing that's going to occur in this meditation. Matter of fact, meditation is called a healing meditation. Okay, just want to get this music nice. Oh, I need to be overpowering.
light out of your eyes. This light is shining as if a torch is shining out from your eyes. Now feel that you are directing the light towards any area of the body that is giving you any kind of pain or discomfort represented as a shadow on your body. Feel that you are sending extra light to this area that is in pain or discomfort. Imagine that the diseased or painful areas have dark shadows surrounding it. Now feel that you are shining a loving healing light to the diseased or painful areas so that this darkness is removed or the blockage is eliminated. You can visualize a pink light. You can visualize a green light. This is this light and this loving light is coming from your love chakra, which is your heart chakra. It never works for you. I radiate my shining light to my body and fill all of my auric bodies with this warm, healing light. I now radiate this healing light to the world. I send this loving, healing light from my heart to my heart chakra, filled with love, to my own home, city, state, continent, to keep going around the world, take a voyage around the globe. And while you're traveling around the globe, you're emitting this beautiful, loving light from your heart chakra. And then healing out to the entire planet now. I begin to feel that this healing light is returning me to health and vitality. as it returns the world to an existence of love, peace, harmony, and health, and vitality. Perfect health is available to me now. taking a few deep healing breaths and relax. Slowly come back to the place where you are and slowly open your eyes. And kind of take stock from your feet going up to your head. How you feel in this moment. Feel yourself being 100% healthy, vibrant, balanced. And when you're ready, please open your eyes. Come back 
Okay, is everybody back? I hope you all enjoyed that meditation. And I think what we're going to do now is... I'll take a little brief break and then I'll be back to take any calls that you guys may have. Be back in a bit. You're listening to Wisdom of Spirit with Rosen Winterbrook on the Saken Network on blogtalkradio.com. Blessings be with you today and always. Five minutes after your eyes are closed, 
can't do it. <laughs> you don't fall asleep, but you're exhausted. But you just can't fall asleep, which then makes you irritable. You have a zero balance, or you have a zero intolerance. I have this all the time for BS. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to engage in in discussing it or listening to it or having anything to do of it with it. You actually have a lack of patience for the BS, and you also will have a lack of patience for many other things. You feel an anxiety about the energy. You feel a shakiness. Actually, today was a good day to stay in bed and rest. And I, I got to say, my guys have been advising me all day when I'm like, what do I do now? Okay, like, okay, so should I do this or should I go there? And I keep hearing, rest, rest, rest. So it's a good day to rest. Take care of yourself. Nurture yourself. Take a hot bath with Epsom salts. Maybe throw in a little Himalayan pink salt if you have. Definitely stay hydrated. Dehydration is a major factor. Use lavender essential oils for relaxation. Hematite for grounding and red jasper. You also would uh, do well by having some rose quartz near, or my favorite relaxation crystal, manganocalcite. Foods are not sitting well today, so keep your eating light. Maintain a light diet for today, and also uh, nothing fried, greasy, heavy, stay away from that. And if you want to eat a little less today than you usually do, that's fine. But the important thing is stay hydrated. Drink a lot of water. Or if you like, it could be juice. Uh, whatever you like, but stay hydrated. That's the most important thing. Okay, so we, we talked about energy things going on today. Whew going to be going to be a tough one, but you'll make it through. Um, let's see. I can't believe it. We have absolutely no callers tonight. There's no one in the chat room. Hello. <laughs> Last week we had so many people, I had to tell people to call back this week because we just couldn't make everybody in the hour, you know, we had gotten uh, quite a few calls for quite a few people. And, you know, we don't have a lot of time here. But um, let's see, what else can we talk about? What else can we look into today? You know, sometimes life gives us a little bit more than we think we can handle. But just to prove to yourself that you can do it all, remember, we all signed up for this before we ever got here. Trust that the divine always has your back. Always. And many times I'll hear someone say, why me? Why you? Well, you know why you. You chose this. <laughs> And if you don't know, then start investigating why you. Uh, you know, it's good to always put the blame on somebody else, but that's not what we all should be doing. Let's see, I have a phone call here. Joseph, my darling, you're on Blog Talk Radio. Yes, good evening, Rose. I enjoyed your meditation immensely. And all the above hey. symptoms that you mentioned today, I have, especially the headache. And I didn't get out of bed until after 3 p.m. So I took your advice. Innately, Spirit guided me to stay in bed until 3 o'clock or after 3. I enjoy your show, and I just want to you know I'm thinking about you and sending you love and light. And I will continue to listen. Thank you. Do me a favor. 
Yes, Central ma'am. Central Northern Light went to Rook's way. She's not feeling yes, so I will. How she is she? Is she not on the program tonight? Oh, she had a whopper of a day today, so. Okay, I will do so. So we gave her the night off. She deserves it. Yes, she's a lovely soul. I'll keep her in my prayers and good wishes, and I will send some light and energy her way. I will continue to listen. Have a great show. Hey, hold on. I'm going I'm I'm to get into a topic with you that one of my clients asked me about the other day. Okay. And I told her, I said, actually, I don't read palms. However, I have a very good friend that does, and I told her you were on a panel of palm readers on Cinnamon Moon's show, and I don't know what she asked me, but can you give us a little snippet, like a quick crash course on what palm reading is? Well, okay, palm reading is a very ancient art of divination and also of reading one's life destiny. It's God, it goes back to the ancient Hebrew text where God has imprinted in man's hand signs or the lines of the palm, which indicate things about your life, your health, your intellect, uh, your emotions, uh, and basically your whole life. There are various lines and mounds and mounts of the hand and the fingers that tell you about your life. So, yes, it's true that your life is imprinted and events in your life are imprinted by the palms of your hands, just like the fingertips, the fingerprints of an individual are so unique to each one of us, so too are the lines of the palms of the hand. And so that basically is an imprint and it's a message, a way of interpreting your life, your destiny, if you want to call it. And uh, there are signs to look for through the various lines, the headline, the hotline, the major lines, the fate line. Uh, there are the intuition lines. Some some lines some people have and some they don't have. doesn't mean anything good or bad. It's just the way it is. Some people even lack a lifeline. That doesn't mean that you're dead. Obviously, you're walking and living and breathing. But some people <laughs> may lack. It's a rare occasion, but it happens. People lack a lifeline, and they'll say, oh, my God, I don't have a lifeline. What does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything, really. It's just you don't have a lifeline. It happens, you know, one of those freak things of nature. But basically, palmistry is a... Um, you know, is as a way of reading and t- tapping into your destiny. And it's an imprint, and we believe from ancient times, it goes back thousands of years to ancient Egypt, India, and then the Chinese took it over. I mean, it's, it's really from ancient times. There's a quick little story where the Mother Mary, uh, while she was pregnant with Jesus, was encountered a gypsy in somewhere in the Middle East, and he read her palm, and he saw a distinct, beautiful sign in her hand that she was going to have this wonderful birth of this wonderful being of light that was coming into the world. There's a story. You won't find it in your Bible, but it's a story that's been circulated for thousands of years, the last 2,000 years, among a gypsy folk and Romanese and different people that tell that story. So I believe there's some truth to it. Any other questions on the palmistry? I'm sorry? I said you had another question that you wanted to ask on the topic. Well, I met someone when I was traveling in Europe. I met this man in Italy, and we were having dinner, and we were each sitting at our own table. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he asked if he could come and have, you know, have dinner with me, and, you know, we could be partners for dinner for the evening since we were both alone. And he was looking at my hands, and all of a sudden, he started to tell me things about myself, and I was in awe because he wasn't looking at my palms. He right. was looking That's at the shape of your hands. Of my yes. hands. Mm-hmm. What a wealth of information. Yes. I was amazed. So it's true you could read the palm as well as the top part of the hands. Yes, the shape of the hands, the length of the fingers from uh, one phalanx to the next. Or there's, there's certain things we look for, you know, uh, if the fingers are longer or shorter, the ring finger, if it's a little longer than your index finger, it means a higher virility in a man or a very heightened sexuality in a man and woman. There are certain things you look for. If the thumb bends all the way back, if the way they open their hand, if they're generous or if they kind of clench their hand or they're not willing to when they shake your hand, they're a little bit apprehensive. It can mean many things. Yeah, people, I've always from very young studied people on the train, on the subway, riding to work, would look at their hands. Of course, you couldn't look in their palms, but I would study the shapes of their hands and try to figure out sometimes what they do for a living, 
uh, if they have an artistic hand or a square hand, which would be very stoic and very earthy. You know, maybe they work on Wall Street or they're very practical and, uh, you know, pragmatic. There are different things you look for. And the fingernails also, the shape of their, it's called, they have triangular nails, square nails, uh, oval nails. There's, there's things you look for like that. Like that, but uh, well, you know me. I think exactly. you would agree. So, but um, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't remember reading that exactly. But you, I think you're right. You, I think you're right. I do, I do remember something in my studies over the years. But I do and remember the longer um, ring wrong. finger than the index finger because I recently was doing some research when I went on. A cinnamon's program, and I remember coming across that about the the longer ring finger meant, you know, in the mother's actually in the mother's womb, the testosterone is more secreted, whether it be a male or female, but usually in males, and that causes that finger to be longer. And it talks about a very highly uh, active person sexually and virile. And of the honest and sincerity, you went on to the longer ring finger, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm because I remember. Like I said, I didn't read. I don't remember reading about it. But now that you mentioned it, I do remember what you said is accurate about. All right, hang out a bit. I have a caller. Hi, and welcome to the spirit. Who am I speaking with? Hi, my name is Trish. Hi, Trish. How are you? Thanks for tuning in. I'm well. I was wondering if you were doing readings. Sure. What can I do for you? Um, I was wondering if you see uh, a relationship, uh, a reconciliation, or someone new. I'm sure you get that question all the time. Every day, all the time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I do a lot of readings every day, all the time. Okay, so you want to know if there's going to be a reconciliation? Yes. Okay, let me see what I get for you here. Well, I pulled the tarot card for you, sweetie, and you got the high priestess. So this is a very spiritual card with sexual overtones. So I feel the person that you are separated from right now at the moment, you guys had very good chemistry when you were together. Yes. Okay. And it feels as though this is a time that you need to kind of rely on your intuition and your inner knowledge. And as I said in the beginning of the show, tap into your intuition, into your gut, into your solar plexus, and let it guide you like, like a GPS system. And with this, the GPS is guided perfectly by spirit. Spirit's going to guide you with what you should and should not do. And right now you have to pay attention more to your intuition than your conscious mind or intellect. Pay attention to your dreams. Like I said also earlier, keep a journal or a notepad and a pencil next to your bed. And pay attention to your dreams. If you remember them, the minute you get up, write them down. Synchronicities right now are likely. And... Regarding love, this could be a mystical, magical time for you where if your instincts are telling you, and my guys are telling me that your instincts are telling you that there will be a reconnection, trust those instincts and use this power very carefully because it's very potent. So have you been having feelings that there is going to be a reconnection? Um. Yeah, I have been having feelings, but I've been having them for, you know, a couple months now, and nothing's happened. Time is relative. Time is nothing. And my guys are always advising people of that. We're all hyped up on time, and I don't know why it has something to do with all the other bad things we've been indoctrinated and trained for. Time means nothing. How long are you not communicating? Um, it's going on over six months. 
That is a while. Now, have you known each other for a while? No. We've known each other for uh, probably a year. Okay. Something about this relationship feels like you've known each other well. And I'm going to say the feeling I'm getting here is you've had a past life together. And that would contribute to the chemistry between you two. I would say, and again, I can't give you time. I just asked Spirit for timing for you. Um, There's going to be a reconnection further down the road for you. Now, that's if you'd like to reconnect or if someone new hasn't come into your life and bowled you over. Well, that's not a bad problem to have. That's not. So just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Don't lock and close your doors and windows. Leave them open and see what happens. And just ask the universe to bring you whatever is for your best and highest good, that you are open and you are willing and ready to allow and accept whatever. Could it be a reconnection with this person or could it be something brand new? And you'll get exactly what you're supposed to have. In divine right time. Okay. No worries. Thank you. All Thanks right. for calling. Take care. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Welcome. Okay. So, Joseph, we've got nine minutes. Did I okay. do well? <laughs> what do you um, want to talk about the nine minutes? All right. We did the finger thing, correct? Yes. Um... What is your favorite divination tool? My favorite divination tool? Tarot cards. <laughs> and I oh. want to comment what you said to that young lady. You were right on the money. Because as soon as she asked the question, I got that there would be a reconciliation. And I got the month of May. So let's see what happens. But you you were very right what you told her. You're right on the money. You know, I tune so in. You got May. I got June. Okay. So it's around <laughs> that time, yes. Yeah. May or June. Yeah, it could be off, in you know, May, June, sometime, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when people have that kind of connection and, uh, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be considered the love psychic. We're having her on next week, Pamela Cummins. She, she, by her name alone, she does millions and millions of love readings. Mm. Uh, God <laughs> bless her soul. Yeah. Um, but I find that when two people have a past life connection, sometimes in the present life, the in as much as the chemistry is great and, and they get along very well and they're like two peas in a pod and they finish each other's sentences, sometimes that energy can be overwhelming like a moth to the flame for yes. one of them or both of them. Yes. And I don't mean to be sexist here, but I find a lot of times that energy is a bit overwhelming for the man. Mm-hmm. Could be, yeah. I agree. You agree? Yeah, it scares them away sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah. Most of the men and that then, I read for, read for, and yeah, sometimes, like you say, exactly, it becomes overwhelming. And, um, yeah, it can scare them away sometimes, you know. Especially a lot of times the beginning of the overwhelming because, as I said to people, and I've even told people this when they come for readings, I'm like, you know what? There's there's a, a thing going on past maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Women do themselves a disservice. They forgot about dating in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Now a woman, she finds a guy, they have a connection, they, they're compatible in many ways. All of a sudden... She locks onto this guy like a missile locks on a target. Right. And that's where everything starts going downhill. Mm-hmm. Because she starts to put the pressure to him and she starts wanting, wanting more and more. I want, I have to have it this way. It's got to be that way. It's like, you know what? True love, you, it's not give, take, you give me, I give you. It's sharing. And when you're sharing with someone, you're not looking to pick up all the marbles for yourself. Right. Yeah. So I think we need to chill a little bit. 
don't you think it comes from fear sometimes, the fear of being alone or not never getting married, which is so unfortunate yeah. in little girls, you know, from very young, like they have to have that wedding and the wedding dress and the whole nine yards. I think it's a cultural thing, too. Most definitely, and why that cultural thing has not ended, because I need to write a blog on this, because it's been a long time that I'm of the opinion the state of marriage is not necessary. You have women now who make more money than men. So you can't say, like back in the 1600s, 1500s, yes, a father gave his daughter to a young man because that young man picked up where the father left him. The father knew he was dying soon. So he had to have someone take care of his daughter that right. generally was her husband, which is why they asked for dowries because daddy had to make sure that this guy had enough money to take care of his daughter in the, in the, in the way she had already become accustomed to from her father and, and her parents. It wasn't like, oh, well, you're a millionaire, so I'm going to marry you. And then when you give me a millionaire lifestyle, never mind I came from a tenement slum in Brooklyn, that's my lifestyle. And then, you know, down the road she divorces him and takes all the money he's got. Yeah, women are making more money than men. So the support and the, the security financially is not needed most of right. the time. Mm-hmm. And with that came that a man would dominate the woman and your husband could tell you what to do like your father would tell you what to do. That's out the window now, too. Yep. So there's, there, now there's been change, but for whatever reason, many women don't want to see the change or practice the change. It's yes. fear. It's fear. Yeah. I would agree. And yes. all that. You're going to be an old maid, you don't have anyone, and oh, you have no kids. It's a lot of societal indoctrination that is continuing generation to generation. Yes, definitely. Without need, might I add. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, it's unfortunate. But I think today most women, I think, from what I see, are quite independent. There is still a small percentage that have shared those beliefs and those old indoctrinations, if you will. But I think most women today are pretty much independent. It's not so much about I get married, I need a man to take care of me, and this and that and the other. No, I think today, and, and they're getting married at later ages. People are getting married in their 30s now. They're not running to the altar by 20 and 21. And like in my parents' days or your parents' days, people got married around that age, 20, 21. My grandmother's days, 15, 16, and 17, which was crazy, but they did. Uh, I see more young women today quite independent, not only ready to jump over the broom, so to speak. Okay. Do you find that with your clients? However, they're not emotionally independent, and they're not spiritually independent. This is what they need to work on more. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Yes. You're emotionally and spiritually independent when you love yourself above anyone else. A lot of women, they don't love themselves, or they're delusional that they do, when in reality they don't. And that hunger and that need for a man, a partner, and someone to love them is still very prevalent. Yes, yes. I see that also, yes. And then a lot of times they'll say, well, how can you expect someone to love you if you don't love yourself? If you don't love yourself 100%, Fully and unconditionally loving and accepting yourself for who you are, regardless of what anyone else says. How do you expect someone else to love you? Right. So a lot of times there's a lot of work that some ladies have to do before they get to the point where they're complete. And then at that moment when you're complete and and you resonate that feeling of complete love and completeness and unconditional love. That's what attracts the partner. Fear yeah, I believe that. Yes, partner. I would agree. Yep. It works like a magnet, exactly. Right. If you are love and you're being love, then you're going to attract love. You if emanate that, that light and that love and that kindness and, you know, that beauty from your soul, your inner light shines forth, 
and be involved in the world, and people want to get a piece of that. People want to know what is he or she about because they don't maybe understand it, but they see that light or they feel that love, that loving presence, that essence, and it's like, you know, more to the flame, only it's not destructive. It's very constructive and very hey, healing. Hey. But we gotta okay. go. End of show time. Thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome, and my pleasure. Talk to you soon. I know. Thanks for the input. Take care, sweetie. All right, everybody, I'll be back next week with Emily Cummins. The love I get.